your eyes to the sky. Space. It's time for Space Jam on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Space Chat. You sound like a space ghost. Space Chat. Do you know what doesn't give a shit about COVID-19? Out of space. Out of space. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, David Britton. How's it going? <laughs> Not too bad. I mean, it would worry about it if we put it on a spacecraft and send the spacecraft up there. Mm. Mm, would it, though? That, then you're implying that there's definitely something out there that might worry about it. Well, we, well the spacecraft that are sent, like, to the moon or the other planets that are beyond Earth orbit um, are all uh, have to meet uh, criteria for cleanliness so that oh. we don't um, contaminate... Uh, terraform the other planets, terraform the moon. Well... Contaminate is probably a, you know, a better word. Um, the only thing we know we definitely have contaminated, in fact, is the moon because there's a whole bunch of astronaut poo on the moon. But oh. anyway. uh, well, that's it. Probably just it might have flung off from the Earth actually as we're spinning around at a million miles an hour. Dot dot dot. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, so, <laughs> yeah. You know, the perseverance going to Mars and so on. It, it's all um, got to be. Can span. Mm. Let's uh, let's lean into that. Oh. Let's let's get on that perseverance buzz. Should we should we start with SpaceX or perseverance, David? Your call. Uh, well, let's start with Rocket Lab, oh, Rocket uh, Lab? the New Zealand uh, rocket Sorry. company. Home ground first, of course. Um, yes. Well, they've um, been saying ever since they started that they're into um, smaller rockets um, and sending lots of small satellites into orbit around the Earth cheaply, and they have. Um, really uh, delivered on those promises and that, that policy. Um, up until um, just uh, yesterday, when Peter Beck, their CEO and, and leader, um, put out a video and he said that um, there are some things we said we would never do, but we are going to build a big rocket. Mm. <laughs> and so he then proceeded to in, um, eat, instead of eating humble pie, he proceeded to eat his hat. Actually? Well, what kind of hat was it? What, what he did, he had his... Was um, a chocolate sexy hat? Rocket, rocket Lab, no, a, a proper cap. It was a Rocket okay. Lab cap with a peak. Um, and he cut pieces off that, put it into a blender, turned the blender on, and poured the cut-up result into a martini glass, and then very carefully pulled out, I think, one or two, maybe two threads from that and then put them in his mouth. You never saw him swallow, but he said it didn't taste very nice. So whether he's really eaten his hat or just made a, you know, um, Bit of a, a gesture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, what they're aiming to do is build a rocket that can send um, up to eight-ton uh, payload into low-Earth orbit and a payload of that size means you could have a spacecraft with an astronaut or two inside it. Up to the, like the ISS sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. So low Earth orbit, um, they wouldn't be able to send it to the moon, but at the moment they can send uh, a few hundred kilograms to the moon. Uh, with this rocket, they'll be able to send 2,000 kilograms, two ton to the moon. But that's not enough for a person to get... Um, to the moon, you need a much bigger one than that. Is this an easy operation for them? Do they just go, hey, look, we've got the <laughs> blueprint for a small rocket, we're just going to double the size of it, and away we go. <laughs> oh, it would be nice if they could, but no, uh, they have to actually come up with a new engine to put in this. They need a more powerful engine. Um, the, the new rocket will be 40 metres 
in length and uh, four and a half meters in diameter. So it's considerably larger. Is it the largest rocket? Who's this got the is just as much like the, the Electron is, is only 18 meters high. Who's got the biggest rocket there? Um, NASA. There you go, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, this is tied to the other important event that's actually happening with Rocket Lab, and this is they are merging with a company called Vector Acquisition Corporation. And when that is finalized, um, it'll st call be, still be called Rocket Lab but it'll be listed on the NASDAQ stock exchange. Mm, we're heading towards kind of a Virgin Galactic situation, aren't we? Mm, maybe not quite that big, but certainly um, helping. And I, I suspect what they're saying here is that this move to the larger rocket is part of this deal. Um, by the way, this deal values Rocket Lab at just over $4 billion. Will so the rockets still be fired from Mahia? No, Ooh. the big rocket will not launch from New Zealand. It will only launch from the new launch facility at Wallops Island in Virginia. Just had a hot text come into the text machine here, uh, David. Apparently, uh, Rocket Lab CEO Peter B. admitted this morning on RNZ that Rocket Lab has been American-owned for years. They're about to launch satellites for, the, satellites for the U.S. Army, and this texter is not happy that we're helping them kill people. Um, well, yeah, I mean, they had to become an American... Um, company, if you look at rocketlab.com, um, because of the requirements of passing all the um, red tape uh, with NASA mm. and, and the FAA and so on, um, that was the only way. As far as the military goes, they have had um, contracts with the military right from the very beginning. Um, they provided, uh, they invented a new fuel, for instance, and uh, the military has used that and They've done testing and, and so on. That is that is well known. But we're talking about um, small stuff, and there's no direct link with, you know, any particular military operation or whatever that I'm aware of. Um, so the launches they've done here have included um, some uh, missions uh, for the military, but as far as I'm aware, they've all been um, in the form of research that would help. Uh, the military um, in various ways. Um, so that has not been like armaments-based or anything as far as I'm aware. Interesting. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now we're taking it to Mars. Perseverance. Uh, Perseverance, well, um, hopefully um, Rocket Lab will be sending a rocket to Venus as well as the Moon. So the Moon this year and Venus the year after possibly. That's using what they've got. Mm -hmm. They don't need the big rocket for that. Um, yeah, to get to Mars, you're going away from the sun, so you need a, a much bigger rocket. So I don't think Rocket Lab will be able to get out to Mars. Um, yeah, Perseverance, I'm not going to go into all the details about um, that right now because that's going to be there a long time and we'll have plenty of opportunities to discuss what it's doing um, as the, the uh, mission unfolds, like it's got a helicopter. Is the helicopter up, up and active? Uh, not not yet. I okay. think they've got a um, uh, schedule for when they'll start little test hops and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so they always do things in increments. Um, but what I think uh, people, our listeners, can can do if they haven't already is if you go to mars.nasa.gov slash mars2020, there's a huge amount of stuff there on the Perseverance rover mission. Um, I mean, at the moment, there's let me see, 6,340 images 
that it received back so far from um, the landing and, and the rover. We're watching uh, the the descent and touchdown right now, actually. It's very interesting. Looks like a barren landscape that's been perhaps over-farmed. It's just astounding. I mean, the, it's all high D. Yeah, it's great. Eh? It's not yeah. crap footage. No, exactly. And, I mean, the landing videos... Like the the one from the sky crane that lowered Perseverance to the surface, that had to have been sent pretty much live time up to the orbiting um, um, Mars Recon- uh, the, the Mars Reconnaissance um, satellite up in orbit as it was doing it, because once it cut its ties from the la- the rover and flew off, it then crashed on the surface. So once that happened, the sky crane had no chance to upload any data. So, yeah. I mean, the, the it actual... looks like it's coming in hot. <laughs> well, it, well, yeah, it's smashed. Oh, shit, it's way closer than I thought. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. actually on the ground here and they're blowing stones. This is epic that you can just see Mars in high def like this. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. But, I mean, they did that um, pretty much in li- at live um, transmission streaming. Far out. Far out. It still took about 15 minutes to get to Earth, but yeah, yeah. the yeah, actual we... transmission of that... The data from the rover during the landing was kept on board and that was gradually uploaded afterwards um, when it was you know, safe and, and secure on the surface. Hang on, uh, we've just watched the, the final touchdown. The thing which flies off, is yeah. that the sky crane? Is that an alien? Yeah, okay. that's the sky crane. So that lowers the rover. When the rover's on the surface, the three cords are cut and the sky crane uses its rockets, and it, it crashed about 400 metres away. Touchdown confirmed. Perseverance safely on the surface of Mars, ready to begin seeking the sands. Everyone's pretty stoked, life. and they're wearing masks at NASA, which is good to see. That's it. Far out. That footage is great. I just watched a video, Perseverance Rover's Descent and Touchdown on Mars, official NASA video. It's only 3 minutes 21 long, and I skipped through, and it was wicked. It is, absolutely, but I mean, there's lots more. Right. If you go to their website, mm. um, there's images, there's the overview of the mission. Um, it gives it, um, a running total on how long it's been there. So a day on Mars is called a Sol, S-O-L. So it's been there for 11 Sols, 15 hours, 50 minutes, and 12 seconds so far. Okay. And so that'll keep ticking on during um, the, the mission over the coming years. Uh, so it's got it all there, and, and as I said, it's even got audio. Yeah, it's wicked, man. Yeah, they broadcast audio of the wind. Um, uh, um, what's the word I want? What happens when you blow onto a microphone? Oh, yeah, the kind of... Uh, that sort of um, yeah. rustling sort of sound. That's what happens, John. Um, That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so well, what weirded me out was it was actually closer to Mars than I thought, and then it was like right on the on the ground. It was like blowing dust away from the stones and stuff. Oh, yeah. Because you, oh, yeah. you don't have perspective because you don't know how big these dunes on Mars are. You know, you're just kind of looking at a weird thing and there's no, no human thing down there, so it's hard to tell. The other thing to remember when you're looking at the panorama is that Mars is much smaller than the Earth, so mm. the curve of the oh, horizon yeah. is going to be greater. Okay. On the moon, it's even more. You can actually see it quite distinctly in, in panoramas of the moon. But um, Earth is pretty much flat, you reckon? No, it's just a much gentler curve. I'm not going to get into. No, that. do not, do not bite. Uh, not should we, should bite. we uh, carry on? Uh, With, uh, the <laughs> should new, we persevere? The new Matariki holiday is due to start in 2022. Tell us more about that, David. Yeah, um, this was announced uh, at the beginning of February. We didn't have uh, 
This is outstanding. Last, uh, last show to, to talk about it. So um, uh, the Prime Minister announced this new holiday for 2022 will be the first year it's held and, and during the 24th. Um, this is the Matariki holiday, so the festival that we've been holding, especially in Auckland, but in many other places around New Zealand, over the last probably 20 years, um, will now become a public holiday nationwide. Um, they're not replacing another holiday with this. It's an additional holiday, um, which is, in fact, one of their election uh, platforms. Um, this holiday is not a set day, though. I was wondering about to ask that, yeah. So what month is it? Well, this one, well, the first one will be June the 24th. June, okay. um, But like Easter, which moves mm. um, because it's a calculation based on the lunar calendar, the Maori traditional calendar is also based on the moon. It's a lunar calendar. Mm -hmm. So when Matariki is held depends on the phase of the moon after when Matariki first appears um, in, in the winter sky. I love that. I love that we're... Um we're kind of reverting back to the old school a little bit. Well, yeah, absolutely. I think the the, the focus of this is really on uh, the, the cultural side mm. of things. Mm. Um, the astronomical side doesn't seem to be forefront at the moment um, as far as what's going to be uh, done on, on the, for the holidays and, and how it's going to work. But they've got an advisory group that's been set up um, with uh, well, one, two, three, four, five, six, I think seven or eight people. Mm -hmm. um, and so they have to come up with a whole bunch of stuff and report back to the government. So, yeah, it's good good to see that, and uh, we get an extra holiday. Yeah, there is kind of a little bit of holiday desert uh, in there, and hopefully that'll kind of help us out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, well, let's hope. And obviously all the spiritual and radical reasons are fucking meant as well. So Yeah, I'd, I'd better wrap up, I think. But what I can say is... Stardome is closed again because of the COVID restrictions and will reopen as soon as we're allowed to. No worries, awesome. mate. Thank you, David. Uh, we'll see you at the Stardome when uh, the doors are open once again. Well, maybe level two, but yeah, just we'll look out the website and our social media. Awesome. Right. Thanks, Thank mate. You, mate. Okay. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.